We thank you. We honor you. What I know is that each time you call, there is a reason you are calling. This evening, Lord, we are gathered here because you call. And we know that this evening that your word will wash us. Your word will permeate our hearts and make us. We don't depend on our own. We depend on you, Holy Spirit, to minister to us this evening. Thank you for hearing us. Because we know that you are here already. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. This evening I want us to do a kind of appraisal of our lives. And I want to start by asking a question, or the topic is a form of a question. And that question is, you will help me to ask your neighbor, please, where is your wedding gown? Amen. Can you ask your neighbor, please, where is your wedding garment? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And that is my topic this evening. Where is your wedding garment? It's a question. And for us to answer that question, it's an appraisal of our lives. Can we go to Matthew chapter 22? Matthew 22. Matthew 22. I'll begin to read that verse 1. And Jesus answered and spoke to them again. By parables and say, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a, arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding and they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cow are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made the light of it and went their ways. One to his own farm, another to his business, and the rest sees his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed but when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burnt up their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, and those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways gather together all way, all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the 
king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. Mark it. He saw a man who did not have, who came in, but he did not have his wedding garment. So he said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Mark it also. He was speechless. Then the king said to the servant, Bind him hand and foot, take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There we are, will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Praise the Lord. Where is your wedding garment? Tonight I say it's an appraiser of our lives. A garment is a material that we use to cover our nakedness. A clothes, a garment that a man uses to cover his nakedness. As we are all here, we are wearing clothes. But there is a cloth or a garment that is not seen that is in us. As garment is meant as an item of coverage or for a man to cover up his physical body, there are also spiritual garments that every man, child of God, wears. Even every person who is not even a child of God, wears. Every man has a garment he's wearing. When Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, he did a very simple job. The job he did was that he removed every garment because, just like I said, every man has a garment he's wearing. When Jesus went to the cross, what he did was that he removed every garment of iniquity, every garment of shame, Every garment of unrighteousness we are wearing. That was why the Bible said, Jesus said on the cross of Calvary, it is finished. And when he removed that garment, what did he do? He did not leave us naked. He gave us a garment of victory and a garment of righteousness. He removed the garment of sin, a garment of shame, and replaced it with a garment of victory and righteousness. But you know what, children of God, that today many of us have removed their garment of righteousness. <coughs> you may be asking, how did I remove the garment of my righteousness? Many of us have put on different kinds of garments in their lives. Many of us have traded. Many of us have traded our garments for other garments. Christians or children of God, God, Jesus died for, are now wearing different kinds of garments Jesus did not give them. Some are still wearing 
They have removed it and are wearing garments of immorality. Others are wearing garments of lie. Some are wearing garments of cheat, money, hatred, unforgiveness, and different kinds of, of garments we can measure off. But in our text, where we read the Matthew, the king who invited people to the wedding hall saw a man, that's the place I asked you to mark, he saw a man without a wedding garment and he asked him a question. Verse 12, he said to him, so he said to him, friend, how did you come in here with a wedding garment? Without a wedding garment, sorry. How did you come in here? Because already, already, God, Jesus, has given us a garment of righteousness, brethren. The wedding day of our Lord Jesus Christ with his church is coming. That day is coming, and on that day, it is only those who are wearing the garment, the original garment Jesus has given, that will be allowed in. It is only those who are wearing the garment, wedding garment, will be allowed in. And if Christ comes and sees you with a garment he has not given you, he will ask you the same question the king asked. Say, how did you come in here without your garment? That's why I say it's an appraiser. Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. Can we read that, please? Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. And it says, Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they and they see his what? His shame. Did you notice something in that verse 12? The man that was found without the garment of Jesus, or garment Jesus, or rather the king expected him to wear, the Bible said he was what? Speechless. Can I tell us something? Anytime we wear a garment of sin, garment of sin, be it immorality, sin, be it Cheating, be it unforgiveness, hatred, we lose our goodness. We lose our confidence. Sin reduces a child of God to nothing. Today we are in a world where everything or anything goes. And many people are not even. So many people, sometimes you tell them some very things, they will get to tell you, ah, am I the only one? I am not alone in this business. We are many. But tonight, God is looking at you, you, 
individually. Forget about the crowd. Forget about the crowd. When Jesus came and died, he did not die for the crowd. He died for you. Praise the Lord. He died for you. So sin makes us sinless. When the man came into that banquet, he could not, you know, he could not defend himself because others, perhaps, others were wearing good clothes and garments, but he was not wearing anyone. And that is what sin does. In Zechariah chapter 3, something happened there. Maybe we'll not read it. Joshua was standing before God. And he was being accused by who? Satan. If you go home, read it from verse 1 to the end. Satan was accusing Joshua. Joshua could not say anything. Why? Because he was his, he was wearing a filthy garment. It took God to rebuild the devil and remove the rope, the filthy garment of Joshua and give him a new garment and ask him, walk in my ways. That is what happens to us. You see, sometimes you, you, you think that nobody sees you, nobody sees us, nobody knows about that thing I am doing in the secret. That thing I am doing, I, I, I am a child of God, yes. You, everybody see, sees you as a child of God, but there is that garment that the enemy is holding on, using it to accuse you. You know, we know God is saying that we need to put it off. Any garment of sin you have refused to put off today will make you speechless on that day when we will have a power to that Lord. The earlier we put off that garment of sin or filthy garments, the better for us, give us a chance to stand before the Lord. Because the accusers of, of, of brethren, the accuser of brethren is always walking up and down looking for something he will use to accuse you to bring you to damnation. And that is it. Damnation awaits anyone who his garments. I ask you a question. Your garment of righteousness, have you traded it for another garment? Maybe because of the things of the world. Maybe because of the pleasure of the world. Uh, by the way, uh, nobody sees me. Let me do it. Uh, this is my opportunity. Let me do it. This is my opportunity. There is someone who sees and knows whether you are still wearing that garment which he has put on you. And the Bible says, he will be cast into the outer darkness anyone who does not put off his garment. Yesterday, I took a walk. I had this body to 
encourage someone. I went to the house and encouraged someone. One or two persons. I was coming back. I saw two girls. And as I was going, I took two tracks. I said I will maybe minister of someone. And as I was going, and I saw these two girls. You know what she said? Oh yeah. I called them. And as we were discussing. Discussing. The first one was interested in the word of God. The second one was not interested. And it got to the point where the second, the, the one that was interested wanted to give her life to Jesus. The second one said, Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. You are wasting my time. And the second one said, ah, You are wasting my time. I want to say, I said, well, you, Do you want to go just one minute give your life to Jesus? You don't know what will happen in the next minute. You don't know what will happen in the next hour. Ah, you don't know what will happen. I said, the other one was looking at it. Let's go, let's go. I knew it was set up. I stood my ground. I said, Give your life to you. She was saying, Okay, can you give me one minute? Can you give me one minute? She said, I am asking my daughter, okay, pray the prayer, pray the prayer. And pray that prayer. She gave her life to Jesus. She gave her life to Jesus. And I continued at home. I said, God, she did it horribly. But let this world be a fire. In her heart. Why I say this is because we are in a world where everybody's in a haste. As I'm preaching this world, many of us may not like it. Maybe it's not the kind of the preaching you want. You want the Lord will give you cars, amen, in Jesus' name, everybody will echo amen. Maybe the Lord will give you contracts, everybody will echo amen. But let me tell you. There is need for this appraiser. Because I was in Ika Katamani Rinanya, Kemaru called distance in the To know whether you are still on the walls, on the track. The question, children of God, is are you still wearing the garments of righteousness which Jesus gave to you? That garment of righteousness. Which is the wedding garment? Or have you been derailed by sin? There is still hope. Maybe you've given your love to Jesus, yes. But you have backslidden. You have heard of thinking you are still standing. Child of God is not a matter of position. Hello? It's not a matter of position. It's not a matter of what you have. It's not a matter of who you are. It's a matter of your relationship. Is somebody here with me? It's a matter of your relationship with Jesus. This garment, devil knows. Listen, I used to say this, and I'm saying it all the time. There are three persons that know you one, God, Satan, you. If you are wearing, you're you are still wearing your garment of righteousness, God knows. And Satan knows. He sees you. He knows whether you are still wearing, and he cannot come and accuse you. What he will be doing is that he'll be looking for something to accuse you of. But if you're wearing the filthy garment, that gives him a little. I mean, 
an edge. He will always come before God and say, Ah, look at that woman. Look at that brother. Look at that pastor. He's saying it is this. He's saying he's a member of football school. He's doing this thing. He's doing that thing for you. But look at the garment he's wearing. Perhaps a garment of cheat. Perhaps a garment of lie. There is still hope. And that hope, Revelation chapter 3, verse 18, captures it. That revelation is a very popular place that we know we read all the time. And the Bible says there, Behold, I do what? I stand at the door or from the city. Okay. Let me read from the city. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments. Are you following me? Buy white garments that you may be clothed. Because before God, if you are not wearing the righteous, the, 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 the garment of righteousness, you are naked. It's as simple as that. That you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be what? Revealed. And anoint your eyes with every sound that you may what? See. Verse 19. As many as I love, I do what? I rebuke and what? Therefore, be serious and what? Repent. Then I pray. The Holy Spirit is talking to someone tonight. 20. He continued. He said, Behold, I stand. It's a popular place. But can you read it with me this evening? Can you read it meditatively? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any conditioner, it is not by force. Just like I preached to you yesterday. I said, well, do you want to give your life to Jesus? I am not forcing you. But if you open up, he comes in. He said, she said, yes. And we continue praying. The same way. See, if anyone hears my voice, just like the, vo- the voice is hammering, it's sounding now. And opens the door, I will come into him and Dine with him and he with me. The Holy Spirit is telling you something. Perhaps you have veered off and you are, you are walking in your own way. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man, but that way leads to what? To death. In your own eyes, it is perfect. It is smartness. It is being wise. It is making a living. It is belonging to a class. It is what will man do? Man must work. It could be anything to you. But can I tell you something? The Bible says the standard of the Lord, the 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 the, the, the of the Lord, Second Timothy chapter two verse nineteen, 
it, it, it is sure. God knows those who are his. If anyone who names the name of Christ, what? Departs. Child of God. It is not too late to come back to God. It is not too late to remove that garment of sin. Perhaps you've noticed it now as the word of God is done. It is not late for you to say to Jesus and to God, please, can I get the original garment which you've given me on the cross? I want to wear it and wear it so that anytime I stand before you, I will not, you know, just normally, the, as we have our banquets or dinner, you know, when we come in, nobody asks you whether you were invited or not. Hello? You come in, you sit, it is open. But according to the word of God, the Bible says no one will come in if he's not wearing that what? Garment of righteousness. Look into your life this minute. Yes, you are your pastor. You have come far as a child of God. You've made name. You've known the scripture. You know the scripture back to back. You you've risen up with facts. But you need to examine yourself. Maybe there is an area that therefore is accusing you. And that is that question. Where is your garment? Where garment? That question. Where is your wedding garment? I pray that we will not just gather here every Monday in vain. Hello? Hallelujah. That at the end, when Jesus will call us, he will say, Depart from me. You workers of what? Iniquity. I pray it will not be. Yes. But you have to now, as the Holy Spirit is making us to go through this. Look at this, appraiser. Look at your life. Examine. Where have I not? Where have I removed the garment of righteousness? God has given me. Maybe your family. Maybe the way you do business. Maybe your relationship with your neighbor. Maybe just little, little things. They, they could be little, but they are forces. Bringing us down. You can come to Jesus now to clothe yourself again so that you will not regret on the wedding day. I just decided to say, I was, when they called me, I said, Holy Spirit, what do I say? He said, Can you ask my people a question of their wedding garment? Ask them a question. And as you are asking them, you are asking yourself as well whether that garment is white. 
whether you have straightened it or you have been derailed by sin. As we pray tonight, that's all I want to say. And I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. It's not my word. It's not my word. It is His word. And anytime the word goes out, it must accomplish. Yes. Amen. As we pray tonight, don't be ashamed to say, Jesus, please, I have been the road. I need to be to, to be road again. I need to be rededicated again. I need to, 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 to look at myself again and turn around for you. As you sing this song, it will help us to pray. Have you been to Jesus of that place? Same power. Are you washed in the God of Trusting in his grace, this are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Have you been to Jesus for that place? In power, are you washed in the blood? Trusting in his grace, this are you washed in the blood of the Are you washed? Are you washed? Are you washed in the blood? In the blood.
to examine yourself. Remember I said he's an appraiser. Maybe you've not noticed it. Maybe the Holy Spirit is bringing it to your notice now. Can you ask him to forgive you? Ask him, Lord, please. I want that garment of righteousness again. Sorry I have failed you. In this aspect of my life, maybe in my marriage I have failed you. Maybe in every other areas I have failed you. Maybe in my relationship with others. Maybe as a father, as a mother, maybe as a young girl, as a young man, I failed you. Please. And Satan is accusing me. Just like you did to Joshua. Please, can you do it? Rebook Satan on my behalf. And clothe me again with this garment of righteousness. That I will have my confidence and my boldness again before you. Please, all eyes closed. Maybe you want to go for that. There's someone here, maybe you've not given your life to Jesus. I want you to take a decision. <laughs> maybe your God is that you've not given your life to Jesus Christ at all. This is an opportunity. This is Focus on Businessmen International. You cannot be a happy man on earth without Christ. It's not possible. You may be pretending to be a happy man. You can't. You can't unless you give your life to Jesus Christ. And child of God, beloved brother, beloved sister, you are here. You want to do that. This is an opportunity. Just like I yesterday, I told you the story about yesterday. Satan was in the other girl, pushing the other one not to give her life to Jesus. But she escaped it. I gave her life to Jesus. Tonight, will you escape? You are somebody like that and you want to give your life to Jesus. Can you just stand on your feet if you want to give your life to Jesus? All eyes are closed. Nobody is seeing you. You are somebody in this place, in this meeting, and the Holy Spirit is freaking you. You know you are not born again. You have not given you, you have not handed your life to Jesus. And he's telling you, my son, my daughter, you need to do that. Please. I plead with you to stand with me as we pray together. Jesus, 
to run this race. For in Jesus' name I have prayed. 